Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a special Halloween top five edition of Soap Dish Sandwich Style. <laughs> I am your host, Tony Ann, and with me, I've got the full crew. I've got Dylan, Nick, Michael, and Ariat. Say hello, everybody. Hi. Hey, y'all. Hello. And- <laughs> also known as Oogie Boogie. <laughs> and this week, Put the Sandy we- Claws in the bag. And the we ring. are counting down our top five creepiest characters or creepiest moments. So it's going to be oh, a mix oh, okay. and match can of I, everything. Can I explain why we did this, Tony? I'm sure, scared. why not? Well, the world is filled with so many scary things. I mean, terrorism, high gas prices, <laughs> positive pregnancy tests. Ooh. What so it's the hell going is happening? <laughs> So instead of going the scary route, we decided to go the creepy route. And here we are. Okay. Not the not the explanation I was expecting in any way, shape, or form. But we are going to kick things off with Nick this time. Why don't you give us your number five, Nick? My number five is from Dave's. And look at the budget. She's Go ahead, Nick, I'm Nick. sorry. If Tony is making us do this, I'm going to have fun. My number Continue, five. Nick. Five is currently running, running amok right now. And y'all may not agree with this, but I don't care. The bitch is a creep to me. Kristen Blake DeMera. <laughs> she has a moment on my list, so I'll let you have it. Because I started watching... When when I was watching, she wasn't there yet. And then she came back in 2012. This is the woman I saw drug and rape Eric Brady and record it. This is the woman I watched drug Teresa Donovan and take a baby out of her womb and put it in her own. This is the Ooh. woman. <laughs> this, is, this is the woman that wore Nicole's face to get Brady to fuck her. She's a creep. <laughs> She's a creep in every sense of the word. And she needs to be in a straight jacket in a padded room. I'm tired, but she's creepy as hell, and it's exhausting to watch. Stop it, Kristen. Stand Just up. Stay. No. Ah, that's, 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 that's stand up. <laughs> All right, Dylan, what's coming in at number five for you? Okay. Um, my number five actually isn't a character, it's a pair of scenes. And I couldn't choose between them because they were basically creepy and disturbing to me for the exact same reason. And it's the scenes where Ben murders, I said murders, Will <laughs> on Days Ooh. of Our Lives. This got and, messy quick. <laughs> and the scene where Daniel Coulson murders Jennifer Rappaport on One Life to Live. Oh, the- those were bad. Oof. Yeah. They are horrible. And it's because those scenes were incredibly violent. They showed the victim pleading, fighting for their lives. They were both long for murder scenes. Gratuitously so. And it just, and with Jen in particular, she was so small and he was just ragdolling her. And it just, and then like the plastic bag over her face, like the whole, it was to this day is deeply disturbing to watch. And like with Will, same thing. Like it was such a prolonged scene that you 
it got uncomfortable and I'm sure that was intentional, but it, to this day, it just, it, it creeps me out. It's disturbing. I don't like watching them. Just no. So yeah, those are my number five. Don't disagree. Cause those were both very, very creepy. All right. What's coming in at number five for you. So my number five pick is a day's one. I hate you. Anyway, so this character has been on and off for quite a while. Um, we saw the character once in the 80s, and I don't have the context of him in the 80s. So I'm picking his short little stand, like a few moments there in 2003. And I'm talking about Larry Welsh. Good pick. And the specific moments I'm talking about is when he tried to kill Hope. And then eventually Belle, because she showed up and looking for Sean. And he tried the carbon monoxide poisoning? Yes. And I was just creeped out by the entire thing. He, I think he escaped prison at that point. And like he was plotting and stuff like that. And he wanted to kill Hope. And the way he went about it, it was just so creepy. And he, overall, this is a creepy character. So Very. Bell was chained to the like stairs, but Hope was trying to fight until she couldn't anymore. And it just ugh, it just was so creepy. And that that gets my number five. Larry gets my number five on this list. Good pick. Michael, what's number five for you? Child, I just changed my list right as Aria was speaking. <laughs> but my number five is Aunt Maggie and Oh, well, it was from days. <laughs> but <laughs> number five is Aunt Maggie and Bonnie double teaming oh, the old looking Uncle Mickey Lord. Lord. while Julie. Thank you, oh my God. God. <laughs> Wait, what? Let me start over because then I literally blood. wrote this down as this, and I want everyone to hear how I wrote this. I know down. what you're talking about. So my pick is from days, and <laughs> it is Aunt Maggie and Bonnie double teaming the old looking Uncle Mickey's dick while Julie cheered on while dressed as a hot pepper. What? She was you not in John, the room. No. You mean John Engle? Yes. yes. <laughs> go go check Twitter. Go check Lysy's tweets. I don't want to. I'm check pretty that. sure we put it in the group chat. Yeah. We did. Nope. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure either I think either Dylan put it in there to re-traumatize us all together Thank or Michael saw that, it and put it in the group and Michael saw it put it in the group chat and went, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm not sure which one happened. Ew. The latter. <laughs> because if I saw it, y'all had to see it. That is the rule. And we I didn't see it. We Th- shared Thank promise. God. <laughs> Listen, I'm okay because I've sent Michael stuff sent it to his DMs. We suffer as a no. family on this podcast. I will block you. <laughs> Honestly, truly, as much as I despise Nick, I wouldn't even do this to him. <laughs> I mean, I've seen worse on the show, but I get it. The entire reason I hated Bonnie Lockhart is because of that story. Like that, just all. Yo, they both were sucking his dick, Nick. No, they, no, they no, they, no, they, they weren't. <laughs> <his dick. laughs> and then Y'all, back back in the I will put my, Bruh. my, 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 my and tell you 
that's exactly what was happening. They were double teaming his dick while he was asleep. You lying. <laughs> Sir, please don't make us go behind the scenes. No, no, no. And he woke up and said, somebody's not following the rules. And first, Bonnie pops up with her lipstick smeared. And then Aunt Maggie pops up with her lipstick smeared. Um, and then they both laid in bed together. With it, wait, and then like the dog showed up. Was this a dream or was it no, real? No, it was real. real. This was a James E. Rogers type of shit. Ain't no way he had Aunt Maggie doing this. Good, <laughs> because Judy and Judy even reposted it back when the when Alex Chanel and Ali's threesome happened. Like Judy reposted oh. it and was like, "Yeah, we're technically the first threesome." Ew, John Engel was old then. <laughs> John Engel has never not looked old. <laughs> My number five is a moment that was creepy to me only because I knew the actual story. I don't think this played creepy when it originally aired. It's from Days. And Ooh, it is, I think I know where you're going. Because <laughs> I've mentioned this before, so you probably do. Yeah. But it is the very beginnings of finding out how Isabella and Victor knew each other when Isabella first came to town in the 80s. Oh, I because, didn't think that's where you were going. <laughs> because when they first started interacting and we first found out that they had a backstory together, on God, it played romantic, which Ew. is fine in the moment <laughs> if you have no idea what's coming. But me, a viewer who has been watching the show since I was a child, who knew that that was her father when I was watching these scenes, it creeped me all the way out. You know what that reminds me of? Remember when those Stefano Megan scenes <laughs> ended yeah. up on the timeline? And I was like, if y'all watch this on mute, it's a totally different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That was but, so uncomfortable. But that is my number five. Nick, what's your number four? Um, sorry, Tony. Uh, but them Weston boys, um, <laughs> as a unit, Clyde and Ben Weston have been part of multiple creepy moments on this show. Um, Clyde has always just been a creep, like always, consistently. He just felt weird. And then when we found out that he was not only abused, he used to abuse Ben and Jordan, but also abused their mother, but molested Jordan and made Ben bury a body with him when he was like six years old. I was like, why is this fucker walking around? Every time he did anything quote unquote normal, I would get uncomfortable. Like he makes my skin crawl. I don't like seeing him around women. I don't like seeing him around children. It just, it always makes me uncomfortable. And well, Benjamin, um, after you became a serial killer, it was hard to get out of that, especially when they had him do certain things, like when they had him try to force things, like when Sierra had amnesia and he was like, I'm going to drug her, even though I don't know what this drug is going to do. or I'm not going to let her out this room, even though she said she wants to leave. It's when he snatched up Susan, when he snatched up Susan, like it's just when he they, hit Eli over the head. Well, that wasn't creepy. He was just he was just an asshole for that. But Poor he Eli. Should have been, he should have been charged. I thought we was listening to his <laughs> <my God>. But <laughs> after the serial killer storyline, having him do certain things just made me really uncomfortable and they creep me out quite often. Um, so yeah, the Clyde and Ben Weston, those two consistently creep me out from the beginning to end. 
Okay, Dylan, what about you? What's your number four? Okay, my number four is from Days. It's a bit of a throwback. (laughs) (laughs) But um, God tier creep, like zero redeeming qualities. And that was Paul Mendez. Oh, good pick. That's such a good pick. Just a complete dirt bag, yo. And and the thing is the way I'm that so the the way the actor played him it he knew that he was playing a character with zero redeeming qualities so he just played him as the slimiest dirtbag that ever existed and it was like he was menacing he was manipulative he was violent and there was just absolutely nothing about him that was redeemable or appealing and he's just a grade a creep and it just like every time you you felt like taking a shower after you watched his scenes because he was just so yeah completely agree so gross all right what's number four for you so my number four i would have originally picked like the original stuff but once again I need to watch. I have the context of it, but it's been a while. But my number four is when the devil took control of Marlena last year. My God, that was fucking creep. Between her levitating to the point of the devil just taking full control of Marlena, it creeped me up. And you add the flashbacks. It was such a creepy yet entertaining moments that I personally really enjoy. So that gets my number four. Okay. Excellent choice. Michael, what's at number four for you? Um, well, for my number four, I'm going to Pine Valley and I'm going to name this creepy bastard one of my creepy characters. Billy Clyde Tuggle. He was almost yes. on my list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably the creepiest man I have ever in my God-given life seen. From the moment he Dixie ran him over, he was a thorn in my side just by his creepiness. And a girl should have backed he, up. <laughs> yeah, he first <laughs> off, Dixie should have done should have done an Austin. First off, he started off as a pimp, and usually I give grace with that because you know bills I do, but <laughs> but. He was a slimy old bastard. He was abusive. He raped. What was that girl's name? Was it Donna? Dorothy what was her Ann. name? Was it Donna? Do- Dorothy Ann. It, it, it had two names. Was no, it Dottie? No, Emily Ann was his daughter. Yeah. And that's how she got pregnant with Emily Ann. Yeah. Because of rape. And if that was already bad enough. And then he killed Tad. He killed Tad dead. And the the creepiest part about him is, to me personally, he sounds like a drunken televangelist. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. He's he really wrong. does. <laughs> and that is my number four, Billy Clyde Tuggle. I'm glad that bastard's dead. All right, my number four is from Days, and it is Stefano Demera at one particular point in a particular story. Stefano Demera during the Wait, Queen I of- forgot. Hold on. 
<laughs> During the Queen of the Night story, which was the predecessor to the original Devil Possession. But the whole thing creeped me out to the point that I actually had to fast forward it and I could not watch it because it was so creepy. But like he would come in through a dresser in her bedroom that connected to the penthouse next door. I've seen that. That was creepy as shit. That's why he was almost on my list. <laughs> I believe he was dressed as the Phantom of the Opera minus the mask. And then he would like, before he would wake her up, he would like sniff her in bed and stuff. It was so freaking creepy. Mm -hmm. And then like, she would be completely brainwashed and she would be awake. And like, she would go to the opera with him and dance with him. And it was so completely gross and creepy and just, ew. Like, I couldn't, I could not do it. Could not do it. It was so gross. And it just made my skin crawl. What is making your skin crawl at number three, Nick? Um, he creeped me out, prop, but in a good way. Um, it was TR Coats because French Coats. I love that he started that. I hadn't seen a villain like that on stays mm-hmm. or soaps in a really long time because weirdly he was written well and he was acted well. Um, TR came to town at first you weren't sure but you were quickly you quickly realized oh he's a slimy bastard (laughs) and then because he was he presented himself in this way where he was clean cut businessman with just with so much shit to do he was busy as hell I I was over in another country I had my assistant contact you and shit like that we're going to do this movie, Johnny. And then when he ran into Paulina and then we saw him getting high, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <'Cause> I... <laughs> was he was growling at her. Girl. It was just, it went from zero to a thousand really quickly, but it, it terrified me because you didn't know what he was going to do. Like you didn't know what he was going to do when he cornered every time he cornered Beth or when he showed up at her house, her apartment, like, I forgot about Belle. I liked her. But yeah, like when he went there I'm like, and he left and we didn't see her anymore. I'm like, is she dead? I was genuinely concerned about what this man was going to do next because he threatened to kill her in public. Like he's, he didn't really try to hide it. And then when he first met Lonnie or when he went to Lonnie's house, that scared the shit out of me too because we had already learned what he was capable of and we didn't know if he was lying or not about him being quote-unquote reformed we found out he was and then the fucker shot eli in the head and <laughs> and was just consoling her and trying to be a father to her but he was literally trying to take her husband from her then when he got high and who did he growl at i don't remember who he growled at, it was at beth. It, beth it was beth it was beth that shit was wild as hell but T.R. Coates, I wish they hadn't killed him, but T.R. Coates was a special kind of crazy, creepy, and chaotic, but I enjoyed it so much. But yeah, he kept me on my, he kept me on pins and needles because you just, he was unpredictable because you didn't know what he was going to do next. Good pick. I forgot about him. Dylan, what's your number three? Okay, my number three is from Another Soap, and it is a character that I absolutely love, despite the fact that his creep factor is off the charts. Oh, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> and that is General Hospital Cesar Faison. Yeah. He was, he was <laughs> Ooh, almost yeah. on my list. <laughs> Listen, if Honestly? you have never watched <laughs> 
General Hospital and you don't know anything about Faison, he is basically daytime Hannibal Lecter without the cannibalism. Like he is you sure. I'm that's what sure. I'm saying. Like, listen, uh, we can't prove that he's actually eating people, but I would not put it past him. Like that's how I feel about Doctor House. Like Loki, and like the thing that made him so creepy is that he was always the picture of control and almost savage civility. Like he was Mm -hmm. so well-mannered until he wasn't. Yep. And once he snapped, he was completely and utterly unhinged and a danger to everyone, enemy and ally alike. Like this is a man who shot and killed not only his own mother, but years later, his own child. And while they were bleeding out in front of him, his first instinct was not to help. <laughs> but <laughs> like that, oh no, he was he, he was upset. But he was like, hey, I got to get away now. <laughs> <laughs> he did do that. <laughs> like, Port Charles had a problem and it was Cesar Faison and even when he was controlled there was always you know how they say people have crazy eyes yeah he he had them he had crazy eyes and, and crazy always, hair yes like the, <laughs> the hair would start flying like he this man was a menace and he always gave the impression that he was two seconds or one good insult away from <laughs> unleashing utter hell on everybody who ever crossed him whether that crossing was real or imagined <laughs> Like this man was a problem. He was a, he was the villain that all the other villains wished that they could be because like he was just he was and his obsession with Anna. Oh, 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 oh my God! When Anna put him in that damn hole a few years ago, I understood it. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I don't have a heart to kill you, but I will put you in this damn hole. <laughs> like he was. Ooh, I don't know what they found in his brain since they, you know, donated it to science. <laughs> but I'm sure it's been some mess because that he was not right. <laughs> no, he definitely was he not. Was not right. My first you know the reason was the Duke story. Remember? <laughs> of the Duke mask? When, you know, yeah. He was pretending to be Duke. He was walking around Port Charles pretending to be Duke. And I'm like, this is the Duke y'all liked so much back in the day? <laughs> I'm like, he, he's a little weird. I feel like he's going to start touching people in the program. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what it felt like. Because Duke was, I was told Duke was this romantic anti-hero. And every time, because M. Buchanan did, his damn, did the damn thing with that. Yeah, he did. He, he was playing Duke, but he was really playing Faison, playing Duke. It was weird. And his mannerisms and the way he would just, like, sometimes he would twitch. Yes. Like, Yo, what the fuck is wrong with this man? <laughs> and you would see him catch himself in scenes when someone yeah. would say something that Faison would snap their neck for. But uh-huh. Duke is not that guy. So like, <laughs> you would you would see him physically catch himself and stop. And it's funny looking back at it. It's very, very clear that that's not Duke. Yeah. But at the time, you just thought, okay, homie's been gone for a while. Maybe he a little, you know. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. It's some, like It looked like somebody had experimented on Duke. But nah, it wasn't Duke. <laughs> you know, nah. the reason why Faison always creeped me out is not because of what he did. It's because he reminds me so much of Handsome from Scary Movie 2. You know what? <laughs> <Sir>. <laughs> what? I 
that note, Ari, what is your number what? three? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't even be doing that. <laughs> Nick and I are kindred spirits because my number three is TR Coats as well. Right. Trent Coats. <laughs> Michael, I never got my intro. Where is it? Oh. Ah! (laughs) no but nick said basically everything like tr was such a good villain like that creeped you out in a good way and he's one of the best we've had in a very long time like i I honestly agree with everything nick said so i'm gonna pick a moment that i found especially creepy or actually two and it's like after Eli had been shot and he they were at the hospital he and Lonnie were at the hospital and this was at a point where Lonnie was not like she didn't trust him completely yet and he like he moved his hand up and tried to like touch her cheek and you could see how uncomfortable Lonnie was and I was like get your hands off of her this is your fault (laughs) oh god I remember those things I she like she recoiled like she pulled away from him she was like I wouldn't say pulled away pulled away not physically not physically but but mentally and emotionally she pulled back from him like I don't I don't know you like that yeah and her eyes she was like she was like what am I supposed to do like it was such a good moment oh my god they played it so so well and the other one is when I would say like zombie TR oh (laughs) oh yeah I forgot about that part (laughs) he was a menace but oh my god creepy as fuck yeah that terrified the shit out of me when he just randomly popped up it was so creepy like he was everywhere everywhere she went he was there and william played it so well like i just love the character he didn't die but overall a really good creepy villain and nick said everything else so well so that is my number three all right michael what's your number three um, my number three is from Days. Ooh. <laughs> um, and it is Kristen stealing Teresa's baby and carrying it. To turn. Oh, yeah. oh, that was so that's why creepy. she was my number five. <laughs> Y'all, I thought she was aborting that baby. <laughs> Listen, I thought we was. I thought we was never gonna hear from that baby again. Had Days not been tell days? me why a year later. Why the fuck is Chris, why did Kristen have that baby? Why did she carry that child? Because it was Brady's. Why was he in the back room behind a bookcase? All of that stuff. And they had Kristen falling out the window. I remember where I was when that happened, by the way. It, it was a lot. It was one of the creepiest things I had ever seen. And Days had me invested for another six months. So it sent me, it sent me to Google. I'm like, is this possible? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't think science worked this way. I didn't even I didn't even want to get into that because if I found out that was possible, I wanted no parts in that. That's not the Lord's work. So yeah, that's my number three. They should have shot choice. my ass in the street for that. I'm sorry. Good but then choice. Again, I... My lame did the deed. So. <laughs> I actually forgot about that. I, never I didn't. <laughs> I, bro, I screamed throughout this house when Kristen fell out that window. I thought I was getting murdered. <laughs> My number three 
is also from Days, and it's another moment. Um, <laughs> Cassie coming out of the pinata uh, when oh, she was killed off. I wish that would be stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was so creepy. And you know what? I'm going to throw children. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going to throw another tie. I'm going to tie because I have another one here too. It, they're both Salem serial killer murders. Tony being attacked by the tiger. Did not both think he was going to do that one. I thought she was going to do Al's getting choked by the donut. The only reason this one is creepier for me is because I watched this shit live in my hospital room. I was recovering from surgery. Oh, my God. mom and I were watching it live on the little TVs that they put over your bed. My poor roommate thought I was like being <laughs> murdered because I was so freaked out. But I was like 14 and watching this and absolutely horrified because that shit was graphic as fuck. And I between like that... <laughs> I will find you a clip and send it to the group chat. But two of the creepiest things I've ever seen was was Cassie like falling out of the pinata on Thanksgiving, and then Tony getting mauled by that tiger. <sighs> yeah, see that wasn't the y'all two know of I the like creepiest freaking things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the camera angles and the screams they did on, when when Tony now was getting mauled. They did that, but not Abby's head being cut off. If we had more if money James than sir. James Riley was still we around, had a maybe. real tiger. We had a real tiger named Horton, if I remember oh. correctly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like GH has a real horse. Yes, <laughs> it was graphic. Very, very graphic. I and would that, like to see that. Send that to me. I will definitely do that. <laughs> that is my number three, Nick. What is number two for you? Uh, my number two. Um, all I gotta say is thank God for a recast because the original wig sniffing weirdo Stephen Demera is <laughs> <laughs> played that. by Tyler Christopher. You are so not nice. That man was drinking. It doesn't matter that he was drinking. The writing for Stephen was still trash. Him a little it wasn't. It wasn't. The thing is, it wasn't even his act. The the what Stephen was doing was creepy as fuck. Like you, sir, you went and got a book about DID and still pursued written the by the Kimberly Brady <laughs> and still pursued the altar. Yep. And, you kept Abby's uh, mental illness a secret just so you could fuck her altar. You Big creep energy. You romance a white woman cosplaying as a Latina. <laughs> That's, you romance a white woman cosplaying as a Latina. Oh no! And this, then this man was, was one of those things we said but didn't say. That's right. what he did. Uh, yeah. that it's what he did. It and was then, creepy as it, hell. It, like you getting orgasmic no, the over the, the part. Yeah, like. You get no, you get a party seating over the party the party, <laughs> party city wig. wig. <laughs> like like they didn't even get that from Wish. They went straight <laughs> to Party City. It's, like it's, it's no, like, sir. You were just weird. That you're weird. You're weird. You're weird. Made my skin crawl the most. It was the fact that you read up on this condition to figure out how to do this. That kind of methodical uh, predatory behavior is just ill. It's so it's nasty one. And it it made me uncomfortable because I'm like, I can't believe he's doing this. And then when they finally got to have sex in the middle of it, Abigail comes out. Oh, that was so horrifying. I do not remember that. I remember that. And he he make he makes her go away so he can get Gabby the altar back so So he he can can have sex with her. Yes. 
He did. No. That that that's why I was okay when Lonnie shot that nigga in the neck because <laughs> regardless the, of the fact that Brandon Barash is playing a different version of Stefan, he that still happened. There's yeah. no way around that. Stefan was creepy as hell. And I'm not sure what Ron was thinking when he decided that was the story, but you set that character up for failure. And you set Tyler Christer up for failure. But that shit was creepy as hell. And it's made me uncomfortable ever since then. Because uh, like right now, even though they're writing Brandon as he's, he, he still comes off as if he's two shakes away from losing his mind again and doing some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that Stefan as played by Tyler Christopher. Hopefully they don't go that route with Brandon. Oh, this is from days. <laughs> and also, it didn't help the fact that he fell in love with the real Gabby after that. It's just, like, it's just yeah, yeah. There, there was a whole lot of creep going on in that situation. He has a type. Yeah, apparently. Dylan, what's coming in at number two for you? Okay, number two for me. I know you will be familiar with this, Tony. I don't know about the rest of y'all but number two for me we're going from one obsessive weirdo to another and <laughs> it's it's from days and it's cal winters Ooh. oh that was i'll, I'll <laughs> reverse my that was my, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like he came and i know about him yeah you he, right. he came in being an obsessive weirdo causing problems for diana and rojan he went out being an obsessive weirdo causing problems for Shane and Kim. Like, and then we, and, gross. Where and we was don't it, even, sir? And we don't even talk about the recast. Oh. <laughs> uh, and like, I, it, and again, once again, the homie had crazy eyes. <laughs> like, he came in claiming to be Diana's husband, knowing good and goddamn well he was not her husband. <laughs> and then, like, Okay, dressed so up in his fucking army, army outfit, uniform. Like yeah, to make him <laughs> child. Ew. She shot the wrong one. Let's just be very clear. Yes, um, <laughs> and like he proceeded to just make himself a problem for her because he had this fairy tale of what was supposed to be and what her life actually was did not matter. He was going to fit her into his vision by hook or by crook. And I feel like his like consistent harassment played a massive part in her breakdown. Yeah, 100%. And they only fucked one time. And that one time sent that man into a spiral. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he start out as her patient? Because wasn't there some some kind of weird weird, memory shit that she ended up kind of like starting out counseling him and then he fell for her the whole thing was just it was it was weird it was uncomfortable and then he quote unquote reformed and Mm. he moved on to kim and when things started not to go the way he wanted them to go he quickly got obsessive and possessive and creepy and he's just one of those characters that always got your spidey senses tingling because it was just even when he was right he wasn't right <laughs> and then the recast made it 10 times worse. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, OG Cal was on a 10. This dude was on a 1000 in the psychotic scale. Like, literally, all he would do is yell and scream and whine and cry. And it just made me homicidal. It was. <laughs> 
Dan doesn't. No, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he just it it, it ooh, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. he's just one of those characters and like i know technically he's in prison and can be brought back but let's not do that ever <laughs> ever no ma'am. no ma'am ever like please let him have died in prison if just just i don't care he needs to, he needs to be dead and like permanently I say bring dead. him back for personal reasons <laughs> no what possible reason no he is so creepy if oh they my bring, god they have no other reason to bring that man back unless Kim is in the building <laughs> <laughs> oh. there are other things that they can do to bring Kim to town that do not involve wig sniffing weirdo 1.0 without the wig <laughs> <laughs> he was a problem like, he just uh and the, the the crap he pulled with their daughter, like trying to claim the babe, like oh. And did wasn't he working with Rebecca, the one who kept shaking? Yeah, uh, Rebecca of the mountain. We don't want that whole thing. I don't want to talk about it. I don't. <laughs> I, how they both found weirdos is truly just how- not a, not a, not not quite the super the super couple parallel you want, right? <laughs> But yes, Cal Winters, if y'all don't know him, be thankful because he was mm-mm. save no, yourselves. Just trust us and just don't just very bad. Very, very bad. It was it was not good. He he is the main reason that I say that the fall of 1989 to the end of that year was the worst three months of television or four months of television that I've ever seen. It was just not good. It was just, it's not good. Arya, what's coming in at number two for you? So my number two, I'm going over to Sunset Beach. And I think I've mentioned this character before to you guys and on a another top five podcast. Um, it's Derek Evans on Sunset Beach. He is uh, Ben Evans' twin, evil twin brother. And this dude was a menace. The thing is, we were not introduced Derek immediately. And they kind of had Ben be a great character, kind of having him like, for instance, they had the whole serial killer storyline on that island like I talked about a while ago. And everyone thought it was Ben because Ben kind of had a messy past and he was like people were suspecting him of killing his ex-wife. But that killer eventually turned out to be his evil twin brother, Derek. And then when Ben started acting weird, the we like the audience thought that was just Ben. But eventually we figured out it was Derek and he had um, he had been pretending to be his brother for months and he had locked Ben up in a like there was I don't know what exactly it was, but he made Ben watch while he seduced Meg. It was really, really creepy. It was just a creepy dude overall. And I would say the one moment that actually creeped me out the most 
is when we hit the peak of the story where Meg has found out that the love of her life, Ben, has an evil twin brother, Derek. She saw a photo and she was at a cabin, like an abandoned cabin somewhere. And she figured out, okay, this dude has been acting weird. What's up? And then she saw a picture and she was like, shit, he has a twin brother. Ben shows up because Ben was locked up in a jail towards like the end of that storyline end up in jail. Ben escaped. He went up there. They had a fight. And then Ben, Meg and Derek ended up in uh, like on the top of a cliff. And this is the creepiest moment of this storyline for me. Because Meg had to run to the right twin. They were wearing the same outfit. So Meg had to go on like her connection to Ben. And it was so, that clip is so creepy. But eventually she ran ran to Ben. She knew. But just watching that moment of her fear. And like, what if I choose the wrong twin and run to Derek? Yeah, so Derek Evans was a whole menace. He was creepy as fuck. And it was entertaining to watch throughout the three years um this show lasted but wild as fuck but yeah that gets my number two all right michael what's it number two for you my number two is a character from days (laughs) and it is stefano demara there's so many creepy moments but i'm gonna go for this one the simple fact that he had an underground sewer town (laughs) under paris (laughs) really did Filled with underground sewer people. Filled with underground sewer people who worship Stefano as his king. Their king. Yep. Yeah. And and I heard about the underground city. I didn't know there was like a cult down there. There was a cult down there. They're the ones who decided that that John needed to die via guillotine. Yeah. It was a thing. <laughs> Yo, <Stephano> was a mess. <laughs> but treason against their king. <laughs> and that was my number two, Stefano Demera. Excellent choice. Well, my top two, because I decide I was gonna put Cal Winters here, but we covered that pretty thoroughly. Um when with Dylan's pick. So I'm going to sub out. And my number two is over across the pond on Holly Oaks. And it is Brita McQueen. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that crazy bitch. Points are being made. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't know you know about that? Across the board. Well, <laughs> wait, Dylan, you, 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 you watched this? Yeah, I watched it. I, what did yeah, you I, This I saw. Yes, this I saw. This I okay. saw. <laughs> Well, well, you didn't specify that. These are your rules. You got to be more specific, sir. Oh, anyway. you too, Nichols. I thought we were, I thought we were becoming friends. See, this is why I don't trust men. <laughs> anyway, Brita McQueen, for like a whole year, we thought she was just the charming little old lady who would be the nanny to all the kids who needed help and y'all even, thought that i did that was that was what she was perceived as and i'm not gonna lie um she was kind of giving me little creepy vibes here and there uh there was just something about her i did not like and then we find out she's a whole uh, serial killer <laughs> starts killing people kidnaps the basically what would you how would you equate tony in salem would tony be the basically tom horton of salem minus the doctor 
He's basically the town, like Tony is the guy in town that everybody loves and everybody knows. Kidnaps him, makes everybody think that he's run run away, and holds him captive for months in a pig farm. Which was triggering my criminal mind's PTSD. So that's part of the reason why I found her so creepy. And then um, we also find out in her backstory that she ended up killing her son's father, but let him go to jail for it. So the thing that he thought he did, he didn't do. She did. And she just let him go to jail for it. And she ended up mercifully dying at the climax of this story. But she was just a creepy, creepy old woman. Could not stand her. But remember why she started killing <laughs> No, 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 no. Remember, remember the dolls? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, the dolls. The children. Yeah. So like whenever, so she basically, she would kill deadbeat dads. So, so whenever she killed Ooh, them. She would have a time. <laughs> so she would kill deadbeat dads. And whenever she would kill them, she would make them a doll with a piece of their parents' clothing or whatever item attached to them and give it to them one, yes. of those, Eddie. one of those kids she actually raises her own <laughs> silver right yeah silver yeah. mcqueen <laughs> this i forgot Rita did all that shit <laughs> oh god but she but see deadbeat dads was her motivation but yet and then it went to everybody, everybody to get it, <laughs> but yet everybody did. Stee who, Stee who abandoned his children to become a what was he trying member to be? of the? Oh wait, was, was that? He, well, that wasn't the alt right thing, was it? Yeah, that was the alt right oh. thing. He met. He abandons his kid to become a member of the alt right in Hollyoaks, and he gets to breathe air. But every every other every other. Uh, perceived deadbeat dad gets death and her death (laughs) (laughs) yes about her death (laughs) i'm reading it now (laughs) okay it's not quite the decapitation that you wanted michael but it was it was pretty damn close it was a lot (laughs) she was stabbed through the skull with a pair of knitting needles (laughs) 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 yeah this was this was this was what like listen if y'all don't follow anything else on Hollyoaks find a way to get into this because this was this this was mess and this was, was insane. It was highly entertaining mess, but it was mess. This, this was, was a lot. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. Hollyoaks has a thing about old people serial killers, or just yeah. making their their old characters like you know insane. how in U.S. soaps, like your 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 elderly characters are the are the beloved characters, the anchors yep. of the town. We love them. We cherish them. Hollyoaks yeah. turns them into serial killing creepers. <laughs> yeah. Because there's another one on there. Yep. <laughs> there's a couple of them, but I'll bring them up on my honorable mentions. <laughs> What's coming in at number one for you, Nick? Well, uh, my number one is also across the pond. Um, Ooh, and it's, yeah. from, it's from EastEnders. <laughs> so bear with me. It's never mind. <laughs> 
bear with me. It's a I have to set it up. So in 2017, East introduced who would oh, who would be my favorite character. His name is Keegan Baker. He was basically a sidekick character that became a main character. Six months later, because they like was he black? Yes, he was black. Of course. Um, six months later, they introduced his family, who happens to be white. Turns out he's half black. Um, so they introduced his mom, Karen, and his uh four siblings at the time. They're four half siblings. They mention at the time they're mentioning a fifth sibling, the oldest, his Keegan's full sister, but she doesn't live with them. She, she's grown. She's an adult. She lives outside of the house. She's married. Um, her name is Chantel. Oh, I know where we're going. Yeah. So a few years, 2019, we finally get to meet Chantel. Her name is she's married to Gray Atkins. Um, he's a high powered attorney. Um, she's a stay at home mom. They have two gorgeous kids. And basically everyone is like admiring them. Even when Keegan um, proposes to his girlfriend, Tiffany, he's like, I want what they have. I want to be as great as they are. And while everyone's admiring them, we start getting these little glimpses of Ray being a little off. Um, He comes off as insecure, very fragile ego. uh, Oh, a man. A little bit controlling. A man. (laughs) (laughs) And then we eventually find out that um, Gray is beating her ass. So their picture perfect life. He's gonna say it a little bit better. <laughs> he was. Their yeah, picture- nah. He's like, put it a better he, way, man. He, he abuses her to the point where she miscarries. Um, and here, wow. here's where, and thing is, I didn't think it'd get worse. Here's where it got worse. The story was interrupted by the pandemic, so they went off the air for some time. When they came back from their hiatus because of the pandemic, Gray is still doing what he's doing. Um, I think this is when we learn about the miscarriage. Gray has started showing signs of aggression specifically towards minorities. Oh. (laughs) So it starts with his boss at work. She's a Black woman. Her name is Laura. She basically reprimands him and he loses his shit, takes it out on his wife. Um, He ultimately kills his wife uh, when they're fighting. Because she's, no. she's trying to leave. She's trying to leave him, but she's trying to leave him for a Muslim man. Um, <gasps> oh, no. So she's trying to leave him. When what this he pushes me because it reminds me of another story. He pushes her so far across, so hard across the kitchen that she lands on top of a, a knife inside the dishwasher. And Dang. what, um, okay, what hold he, on. See, what he does. <laughs> hold on I- i'm trying to picture this so was the dishwasher open the dishwasher was open she yeah. was loading it and they the, got into the ra- an argument the racks was open the racks was open the knife was pointing up and she was loading it and she he, they were over, arguing okay. she pushed he pushed her she flew across the room and landed on the knife what he does what he does next is what he does next he takes his son's toy car and throws it into a corner to make it look like she fell on the car. Okay, okay. Bear with me, that's smart as hell. (laughs) But that's the shit you see on the date line. He keeps going. going. So next, he takes on a client. Her name is Tita Carter. Um, She's the, she's um, she ends up moving into his house because she's homeless. Her husband's still homeless. They're assisting him with his children and his wife before she dies, just helping him out day to day because he's giving him a place to stay rent free. Oh, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. You you left something very important out about which, Chantal's death. Which one? She didn't die immediately. No, he watched her die. Yeah. 
He watched her. He watched oh, her die. He yes. started to call an ambulance and then he realized she was leaving me and he stopped and he watched. He left her there, mm-hmm. went, and sho- the went, went shopping for milk mm-hmm. <laughs> and came back, dropped the milk to make it look like, oh, my God, I just found her and I'm in shock. Mm-hmm. That's smart to say. <laughs> Can't even cap. So next, Tina. I'm, what show was this? East Enders, the East one I told Enders. you. The oh, one you're watching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so next, this is the one I picked. Tina Carter, <laughs> the resident lesbian, is staying with him. She's his client because he's defending her oh, in a case. And a, the resident lesbian. That's what. She, that's who she was, and he's defending her in a case, an assault case where she was accused of beating up this guy. Who he deserved it, but she's um she starts talking to other people about how controlling Gray is. So to shut her up not only does he frame her for the thing he's defending her for when it doesn't <laughs> work out the way he wants he strangles her with his bare hands and hides she her bo- yes yeah and, oh, and, hi- and hides her body in an abandoned building i like this show <laughs> <laughs> next um <laughs> he he at this point he started falling for Whitney Dean. Um, she's she was Chantel's friend. She was also helping Chantel with the kids. She's helping she him black? with the kids. No, she's white. Oh, um, okay, so he ain't gonna hit her. No, he never hit her. Um, but see? it was it was creepy enough because she's also an abuse survivor. So he preys on vulnerabilities and stuff like that. Um, they never act on their feelings. But like there was the feelings were reciprocated, but they never act on them, I guess, because of Chantel and the kids. Um, but he does end up hooking up with Chelsea Fox, the outspoken, uh, boisterous Chelsea Fox. She is black. Um, Chelsea is also the daughter of a local serial killer who's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> so he and Chelsea hook up because he's also defending her for something she did. Um, they hook up. She gets pregnant. Um, and at the same time, while she's they're preparing for the baby, he's like, let's get married. I want to make an honest try of this. I want to I want my baby to have a family. Um, meanwhile, Whitney starts catching on to things. She's uncovering clues. She finds Chantel's email or um, like Chantel was posting on this message board about her abuse. And she finds it right before. Um, he was right behind. No, right before Chelsea okay. and uh, Gray are getting married. Sean, I mean, Whitney tells Chelsea that Chantel was being abused by uh, Gray. But Gray convinces Chelsea that Whitney's only jealous because she had feelings for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chelsea, I mean, Whitney's trying to move on with her life. She gets engaged to who? A Muslim man named Kush. When when Gray finds out that she's marrying this man, even though he's knocked up Chelsea at this point, mm-hmm. he pushes him in front of a train. Because they, <gasps> oh my gosh. Because, mm-hmm. because they were gonna away. they were gonna leave together. <laughs> and Whitney's devastated. So she's back to basically helping Gray with the kids. I told that part out of order, but she's back to helping Gray with the kids because she's got nothing else. He her fiance's dead. Um, then she finds out that Chantel was being abused. So the day before the wedding, she tells Chelsea, Gray humiliates her in public and accuses her of just wanting him for herself. Chelsea goes through with the marriage, but 
Whitney sends her uh, Chantel's login information for the uh, for the message board. And Chelsea reads everything for herself, but she's married to this man. She's pregnant. So, and when she tries to leave, Gray confronts her and she goes into premature labor. Oh, Jesus. So they have their baby. The baby's very sickly because she's very premature. Uh, they name him Jordan after her late brother. Um, but when she tries to go, it was weird. I don't, it was so much happening. She tries to leave. And she's so exhausted from dealing with her son and not being home and trying to figure out what to do about her husband that when she gets in the cab to run away, she passes out. And the cab driver, Chantel's father, (laughs) Mitch Baker, is contacted by um, Gray, his son-in-law, to bring her back home. She's not doing well. He's basically telling people Chelsea's not doing well. She's suffering from postpartum. Not that she's trying to get away from him because he's a psycho killer. It this story specifically lasted so fucking long. Yeah. To the point where he did so much. He did so much. And he eventually went crazy because he was exposed. Um, and I think he kidnapped Whitney or kidnapped Chelsea. He was gonna throw them today. Yeah, he did a lot. (laughs) He did a lot. Like there was was a a whole there was he tried to (laughs) strangle old boy. He stab did he stab with no he didn't stab Whitney he he tried he, to strangle Chelsea and yeah, then he, he, did try, he tried to kill Chelsea he never tried to hurt Whitney I don't think because for some reason I don't yeah, know he tried they, to kill Shirley hit her over the head with that bar oh, stool. yeah <laughs> Gray eventually is caught because he goes slapstick crazy and he's a, he's sent to prison but basically Chelsea is never the same like she's just getting back to herself at this moment and that was shit that was earlier this year i didn't realize that story at lattice lasted that fucking long but gray atkins and i think he killed his mom and his father um <laughs> they would he did so much shit on this show and like they always cast these really attractive dudes to do these these most horrible yep. shit, horrible things and the I mean, guy that played him here yeah but the guy that played him was re- a really good actor so he could give you vulnerability. (laughs) (laughs) He could give you vulnerability. He could give you like those moments of humanity, but on a dime, he would switch. And the worst part about him targeting minorities is they never address it in the writing. Mm -mm. It's never addressed. And like, I remember going off about it. I'm like, no one's going to, like, even if they don't address it in the writing, I would expect like the soap press to address it. They never addressed it. So I'm like, he wasn't a regular serial killer. He was targeting very specific people. Because I guarantee you, if Tina was straight, he wouldn't have killed her. She was white. But yeah, Gray Atkins um, is my number one. That fucker was crazy. And he's not dead. He's not dead. Nope. So and we're che- going to see che- him at some point. Chelsea is in Walford raising his I'm son. ready. <laughs> <laughs> he is not dead. Good God, I'm scared. Because <laughs> one thing they do is bring their serial killers back. They do. I'm ready. Because Chelsea Daddy is was just out of prison recently. He's reformed, but he only went back to jail for her because she did something stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gray Atkins is my number one. Good God. Wow. That was, that's that a, was a, a lot. lot. Yeah, I told you it was long. <laughs> I am <enjoyed> it. <laughs> All right, Dylan, what's coming in for number one for you? Okay, number one for me, Michael, I know you and I will vibe on this. My number one is from Days of Our Lives. 
And I don't feel like it requires very much explanation. It's Thomas Banks. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's enough. We don't have to talk about it no more. Like, everything about Thomas Banks is designed to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. And creeped out. And it does exactly that. I I love me some Eileen. She could come back as anybody else. (laughs) Anybody else. I don't, I don't, I, I, I cannot, I, I can't, I can't have that on my screen again. Hmm. I, mm, I don't think Eileen was ever expecting to go there again. Ron's crazy ass would be the one to bring him back, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. He's it, so ugly. <laughs> and not only that, like, how are you going to be ugly and evil? Pick a struggle. <laughs> well, there's somebody like that on the GH. Sir. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> and I just, it, it, oh, Thomas Banks. Thomas, they're just uncomfortable, just creepy and uncomfortable. And I, uh, nope, don't need no more of that mm-hmm. at all. I, I, I agree. I, 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 can, I can see the creep factor there. All right, what's creeping you at at number one? So my number one, um, it's an obvious one, and it's one that I've loved since um, I was a kid, and it's Stefano Demera. I don't have anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't have anything specific because every time he did something, it creeped me out, especially as a kid, and like. He was just a creepy, menacing, evil son of a bitch. Like, he was awful. But I loved everything. Oh, okay, almost everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, even his slogan, like, it's good to be back. Yeah, like, his, like, everything about Stefano. Like, it goes without saying, honestly, truly. This is why he's so iconic today, and he is my number one. Michael, what's number one for you? Okay, so my number one is from The Guiding Light. And I didn't even watch The Guiding Light, but my tie goes to two characters. And it is Jonathan Randall and Tammy Winslow for fucking their cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you went there. That is my number one. (laughs) All right. Well, my number one is is Fort Charles. Um, it's Ryan Chamberlain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's a creepy motherfucker, but he is entertaining. Yeah. And honestly, I think what's creeped me out the most is his dynamic with his daughter. Yeah, like I mean, he was a he was a, you know he was a creepy serial killer, but it wasn't like like it didn't quite make my skin crawl. It was kind of intriguing just because of the way John Lindstrom was playing him, and then they started playing him in scenes with Esme, and it just 
got to a whole other level of creepy and I'm just like yeah it looks like he wants to bone animal <laughs> not animal not <laughs> it was just it was it's a I lot it's entertaining but it's a lot have you I don't know if you've ever seen them but the scenes from back in the day where he beats the brakes off of Audrey and Steve what? no you have to link me that. Oh, he, he beat up the old people. <laughs> Steve, 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 been old since 1965. I mean, 63. He beat up Steve. Oh my god! I didn't know that. Nick is horrified. Because I remember Steve. I had a serial killer, but he said he beat up the elderly. Oh no! <laughs> 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 Yes, yeah. When I say he had the furniture moving in, in... Oh, <laughs> it's not funny. Why <laughs> oh, will not see heaven. Will not. Will not. I see the. I see the date. I'm gonna see if I can find that episode. But. Um, oh lord because he snaps very suddenly um like audrey <laughs> it was it was during his, the height of his whole like felicia obsession and when he was getting exposed and audrey was like talking him down she was she was talking him off the ledge and, uh, and I bet she was she shut the hell up. <laughs> no, he got he's he started like confusing her with his mother. Oh, and then no. yeah, and then Steve came home and that was all she wrote. I found it the was, scenes. It was elder abuse from that point on. Somebody please send me that. I'm definitely gonna use that for a reaction, yeah. But please. Oh, Tony Fauci, thank the Lord. Oh, he knew I needed to see that. He knew it. Like, knew Ryan, it. He, Ryan is a problem. And also, you should look up the scenes from the day that Faison kills his mother because he was ragdolling Nanny McTavish for a minute there. <laughs> oh, he, see that as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I don't even. Wow. Like oh. when GH did psychos back in the day, they did psychos. Grant Putman was a psycho. Like they, their they're crazy was crazy. Wait a minute. It's in parts. Jesus Christ. He was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going yeah, to watch that when we get off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we may be having a get after podcast viewing party for this particular <laughs> oh, moment. <Lord. laughs> I'm putting it on TV. Damn, this. <laughs> hey, I told you the last one. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Does anybody have any honorable mentions before we wrap this up? I do. Um, honorable mention goes to Lori Shelby and Ooh, Matt Nightingale. Those were some creepy motherfuckers. Um, Helena Cassidy on GH and on Days Arnold. (laughs) On Days of of Our Lives, Arnold Finnegan. You said Arnold, right? Arnold Finnegan. And that's AKA Fake Rafe because that excellent choices. That was so fucking creepy. I blocked that out, which is why it was nowhere on my list. But good choices. Anybody else have honorable mentions? If not, I will say mine. 
Um, mine goes to the iconic James Stenbeck. Yeah, I thought about him too. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. <laughs> like, so, no, Satan. Not today, Satan. <laughs> And like, really, the only thing, if you know nothing else about James Stenbeck, the only thing you need to know about James Stenbeck is when he finally died and they had his funeral, people literally stabbed his body <laughs> to make sure that he was actually dead. Oh. And also, um, <laughs> uh, the, a scene on One Life to Live. It's hilarious, but it's also very, very creepy. On on One Life to Live at Jared's funeral. Oh, yeah. When- oh, my God. I thought about this just now. <laughs> when Mitch rises up out of the couch, <laughs> it had his body propped up in the barn, decomposing. Like, sir, <laughs> please. Oh, oh, my God. I- Another honorable mention from One Life. But it was hilarious. The Marty Todd rape mats. Oh, God, that was so creepy and vile and gross. Yeah, not, see, not, that, that was not good creepy. No, it was That was just disturbing. Yeah. Um, well, I have two honorable mentions. Go ahead. Um, One is from Pine Valley, and that is Michael Cambius. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and my second pick is a moment it's when eve was dressed as jessica rabbit and was torturing an old up ben western <laughs> <laughs> a lot of y'all were aroused by that i was creeped out because that's it was so fucking creepy bold. i could yeah. only watch that once i could only watch that once it was like his screams just it was all horrifying for, I think one of the things that i can't handle watching on television is anything having to do with electrocution like i can't do it it's so creepy. All right. Do you have any honorable mentions? Mm-hmm. No, not that I can think of. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm well, trying. No, no, that's okay. I will. I have a couple. Uh, one is over on Hollyoaks, and it is creepy old man Edward, to- Tony's father. Thank God he they killed that was- fucker. <laughs> oh, yes. He was fucking terrible. Terrible. I just thought of somebody. Who? Uncle Port Chop on all my children. Sir, he was not Almost creepy. He was just in up. your way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also Andre Demera, particularly yeah. his yeah. clown era. And I mean that literally. <laughs> Y'all <know>. remember <laughs> he was a clown? Yeah, he yeah. was just yeah. a clown. <laughs> in like, what was it, 2007? I think it was 2007 or 2008. No, it was before the twins were born. Okay, so it was 2007 then. Yeah. Was that when he was riding the horse in the house? Yeah, Yeah. that was before that. Yeah, that was all just insane. And then also, like, just clown era Andre. And even though he was Tony at this point, because we hadn't read the history yet, um, post-Devil Possession, Tony, like, after the devil mind fucked his brain, he was never the same. And the cheese slid all the way off the cracker and it was just creepy as fuck. I will never forget. There is a scene there in Aramid and it is right before Tony's about to um, frame John for his murder. And he has like this whole meltdown on the bed and it is the creepiest freaking thing I've ever seen. Don't, don't. 
Don't shoot. It was just so. The scene. Go ahead. It was just so creepy. But Tail Pangos was so good at playing creepy. And also, Colin Murphy creeped me out. Just his general existence creeped me out. I don't know why he just. <laughs> Never like him. Sierra Bad alone. That was Patrick, you fool. <laughs> I can't. Oh, Jesus. Not Colin Murphy. Colin Murphy's her cousin. Gross. Lord. I mean, oh, yeah. if, he, if he was her daddy, that means Bo isn't her daddy, so Bo would be her cousin. <laughs> And when now, now we're taking it down a whole other. Wait, wasn't people. Colin the one that slept with Jennifer? Yes. No, you're, yeah. Oh, you're that's JJ's daddy. Never mind. I'm getting. No, it. that was also well. No. Uh, well, yeah, well, JJ was born later that year, wasn't he? Yeah, JJ was for Christmas Miracle. She found out she was pregnant on Christmas. JJ like, was born in 2004. She slept with right, Colin but, in 2002. So no. Okay. Okay. Two, okay. That's right, because he died in 2003, because New Year's Eve 2003 was when he was his murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Sierra dad, and now I remember. (laughs) And that's basically it for all of my honorable mentions. And this has been another edition of uh, Soap Dish Salem Style, our top five Halloween edition for our top five creepiest characters or moments. We hope you enjoyed, and we will see y'all again next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, y'all. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. I knew you were gonna do that. I was I waiting, waiting for it. For it. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.